Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Okay, now I got it. Okay, there you go. All right, welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Elliot's going to produce today. Oh, boy, what a way to start a week. Um, we're going to put a bow on the NFL draft today. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, will be here tomorrow. Mike DeRocco, who covers the Jags, will assess their draft a um, couple of more guests we're working on tomorrow as well. But uh, your thoughts on the draft. <clears throat> I, I got to tell you this. Um, Gator baseball, getting a sweep. Certainly that's good. Florida now is right in the thick of things uh, when it comes to the SEC title. That sort of thing. Um, if you look at where Florida is, it's uh, in front of them to do because the standings, Vanderbilt 16-5. and five. The Gators two games behind Vandy, but they play Vandy head-to-head. Carolina has a half-game lead on Florida. Kentucky is dropping. Tennessee is rising. Both are 11 and 10, but three games behind Florida, and Florida still has to play Kentucky. Georgia, 8 and 13. Poor Missouri, <clears throat> 5 and 16. And then in the West, LSU at 15 and 5. Arkansas at 14 and 7. And everybody else in the West is below 500. Do you believe that? Including Florida's next opponent, Texas A&M. The Aggies are 9 and 12. And uh, they're only 6 and 12 against top 25 teams. So maybe that bodes well. They're 4 and 6 in their last 10. And then Gator Softball got a nice series win over Ole Miss. And uh, that's their last regular season home series. But a good way for the Gators to end it. And uh, you look now, Florida still is below 500 in the league. Matter of fact, <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams are above Florida. Florida's in eighth place in the SEC. In softball, that's how competitive the league is. Tennessee, seventeen and three. Georgia at fifteen and five. Everybody else has eight losses or more. <clears throat> and the bottom team, Missouri, poor Missouri, five and sixteen. All right. I hope this will generate. If you want to talk about the draft, fine. Something happened uh, 
over the weekend. <clears throat> and really when the Heat beat the Bucks, I brought up last week what Giannis was asked about the season being a failure for the Bucks. What if you're the Boston Bruins today? The Boston Bruins had a record-setting regular season. Record-setting. And the Florida Panthers beat them. The Bruins are done. I have slowly come around to this, and I want to get your thoughts. I'm not saying regular seasons don't mean anything. They do. For example, if you win an SEC championship in baseball or softball, is that, does that mean something? Yes, it does. But I'm going to ask you this question. Let's say Florida in baseball <clears throat> wins the regular season SEC championship. They are a top eight national seed. And then they lose either in a regional here or in a super regional. Do you think the season's a failure? Do you think the season is a failure? I wonder what Boston Bruins fans think today. Because I promise you they're going to think Okay, great, regular season, fine, best regular season ever, most wins, so what? We're knocked out. The playoffs, and I don't like it, because the body of work to get you there is the majority of your season. <clears throat> Florida plays you know, 56 regular season baseball games to get to the postseason, where you might play, I don't know, you know, 12, something like that, 15 maybe. But I think now that's how more and more fans judge the success of a season. Do you agree? We'll open the phone lines, 392-8255. You can email us, srussell at wruf.com. Lou, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. Uh, I was going to talk about the SEC future scheduling of baseball, but boy, you brought up a, a really hot point right there with the, uh, the Bruins and how they feel about their season. And I go back to think about hiding SEC baseball with the Gators. I couldn't tell you, Steve, what years we have won the SEC tournament, regular season. I don't know, but I can tell you the years that we went to Omaha. So, yes, I think it's, in both of those situations, it's a terrible failure, horribly for the city of Boston. They're having meltdowns up there this week, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, given, again, why? Because of what the regular season brought them. Because it was a record-shattering season. So, yeah, I mean, the, I, certainly the expectation was for them not to lose in the first round, no, no doubt about it. Of course not. I mean, you and plus, just the added, the added thing about losing on your home ice. I mean, that's going to that's going to be a horrible, lasting impression. Just like you know, my, I'm a Lightning fan, and we get beat on our home ice 
three OTs and can't pull it off. What a, what a great opportunity with Florida winning and the Lightning, if they could have pulled it off, not saying that they would have, but they had a chance uh, to play on their second round to play the Panthers. I mean, that gives – that gives you a you know a great chance to advance from there, but it didn't happen. You got to tip your hat to both uh, the Leafs and the Panthers. That's all you could do. It's 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 crazy, but that's the way it is. Everybody knows when they sign up. That's what the the deal is. Uh, on SEC scheduling in the future, when Texas and Oklahoma enter the SEC, how do you think, Steve, that will handle the future scheduling? What's your thoughts on that? Well, in baseball, uh, a team's going to play a three-game series against two permanent opponents and eight rotating opponents. Oh, okay. So there'll be 30 conference games. And they're going to keep the standings now in baseball in a single-division format. So they want to they want to replica the the football scheduling at least the framework. Yes, is what you're saying. Yes, gotcha. And now what they've not determined yet, at least to my knowledge, is how the SEC baseball tournament would be bracketed, how many teams, et cetera. I don't think that's been determined yet, but they are going to do for the regular season what I told you. Thank you so much, Steve. You're excellent today. I, I got to give it tip my hat to you, my man. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. I guess. I could answer a question today. I guess I guess the rest of the days I don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, but anyway, thank you for that. Uh, 3928255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Look, I just think at this point, um, this is where sports has gone to. Let me give you gymnastics as an example. Gymnastics has finished second nationally in back-to-back years. Back-to-back years. How can anybody say with a straight face that that's a bad year? You can't. You cannot. Can you say it's disappointing? Sure. Because when you're this close to winning a national championship, disappointing, yes, But I don't want to say regular seasons are meaningless because they're not. But the only way now the regular season means something is because of seeding. That's it. Does anybody care? Look at baseball, okay? If the Braves win 100 games and they get knocked out, in the first round of the playoffs. Okay, they won 100 games. Their fan base is going to say, so what? If the Mets did it, their fan base is going to say, so what? Because of the expectation that's been laid down by that regular season. I'm telling you, the beauty and the curse of a playoff is exactly what's happened with Boston. Exactly. 12:14 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM 8:50 AM WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8:50 AM WRUF. What is
is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Floridians love boating with family and friends, exploring our state's amazing waterways. But even experienced boaters can lose sight of the risks of passengers standing or sitting in improper locations. Bow riding by passengers of any age is extremely dangerous. Be sure that passengers only sit or stand in designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. In Italy, Mama is the cornerstone of the family. At Pomodoro Cafe, they treat Mama like a queen because she's the one who taught them how to prepare their fresh Italian classics, like frutta di mare. You've got to try Pomodoro Cafe's freshly baked focaccia bread. It's Mama's secret recipe. Come celebrate Mother's Day with Pomodoro Cafe. Your Mama gets their traditional Mother's Day rose, and everyone enjoys Gainesville's favorite spot for outstanding Italian food. Make your reservation today. When you order food for work on EasyCater.com, we've got your back. Real humans are here to help with your order every step of the way, making sure everything goes right, even behind the scenes without you knowing. Confirming and double confirming with the restaurant that everything is on track. If there's a problem, thanks for calling EasyCater. Call us anytime, day or night, and we'll answer in seconds. We're right here with 100,000 restaurants, working hard to ensure the food arrives on time and is ordered. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Phone lines open for you, 392-8255. You can also email the program srussell at wruf.com. Tony, you're up. How are you? Hey, Steve. How's it going, buddy? Good, How's Tony. Topics there, man. Steve, do you think that that Florida-Boston series is one of the greatest upsets in hockey playoff history? Without question. Yes. Without question? Yeah, I mean, given given – I mean, look, if you're – most – sometimes because there's so many teams in the playoffs now, every once in a while you can have an eight seed or whatever the low seed is where the team doesn't have a great record. But most of the time, you know, you've got teams that are pretty competitive. But think of what the Bruins did. That's why this is such an upset. It's not because Florida's bad. It's because of what the Bruins had done during the regular season. That's why this is such an upset, especially when they beat them at home. Yeah, 
I had a uh, hockey buddy of mine tell me that this is more more likely to happen in, in like hockey playoffs, cause, just because the regular season is the most different from the regular season to the playoffs in hockey than in any other sport, as far as the intensity and the want to win and all that stuff. So that's what a hockey buddy of mine told me that this could happen in the hockey more. Well, I'll tell you um, something that happens too in hockey, Tony. You can get a hot goalie. A hot goaltender can really change things. And that's happened before in the playoffs where an underdog, you know, rode a, a, a hot goalie and they knock off some top teams. That happens in the sport quite a bit. And it helps when at the start of overtime, the guy beats you and the puck hits the top of the stick to save the game winning <laughs> goal right there, dude. That was crazy. Man. A little luck doesn't hurt either. Yeah. A little luck never hurts. How about the Rangers' chances? You think they close it out or what? You know, it was funny. I was watching that game early, and they didn't do anything. And I'm thinking, they're going to get beat. And I had something else to yeah. do, and I turned it off, and then I saw that they won. It's really been an odd series, you know, with yeah. with the, you know the home team. You know, I would hope, you know, the Rangers can do it. But I, when you're a Rangers fan, you become a pessimist a little bit. Um, so I, I'm hoping my, my, my fingers or whatever else is crossed, but I wouldn't, you know, go out and bet on it. Yeah. Well, when it was two, one, I really thought the Rangers were just going to run away with it. And now, uh, you are a game seven, man. Um, Steve, with regards to the question, I'll let you go. Listen, I just think now in today's society with social media, everybody just wants to troll everybody. And the only way that you could troll someone is to win the championship. You know, you can't troll somebody just because you had a good season. You need to win the championship, and if you don't, then you can't troll. And that's what this new generation of sports fans just want to do more than anything. I think they enjoy trolling on social media more than watching their own teams play, Steve. And that's just my observation, and uh, I think I'm on point, man. Well, I don't. I wouldn't go quite that far, but I see the point <laughs> because, look, we all do things in the moment, right? Look what happened when Neely got suspended, right? Twitter went wacko. Uh, when there's, you know, when there's a, a dust up in a college baseball game, you know, the, the dugout's empty or whatever. There's always something on, you know, on social media. That that's just the way it is now. But I'm with you in terms of. You know, whenever – look at what – how many times would a head coach go on social media and troll somebody or a, or a team or whatever, uh, talk to Lane Kiffin, right? Exactly. And and my question to Lane Kiffin would be, what have you won? Exactly. What have you Not won? Much. Hey, Steve, one last thing, man. Look, the strike zone in college baseball, Steve, at the end of the season, off season, they have to be looked at. I understand that the umpires are now being judged by that little strike zone box and stuff like that. But these are not major league pitchers, man. Um, college strike zone was always the black plus an inch, you know, because these are not MLB pitchers. They're not that fine. They don't have that much command and control. And I think that's leading to a lot of walks, a lot of sloppy games, a lot of offense, which probably might be one of the things that they like. But – I think these pitchers are getting the raw deal with this strike zone, Steve. I hope that they look at that. Don't you think? Um, meet you halfway. Old pitcher here, okay? Um, we were spoiled because you would normally get a pitch off the plate. Right. and Right? Now, as a hitter, you hated it 
But I don't care where the strike zone is. Just be consistent with it. And, and hitters have to adjust. That's my that's my thing. Just be consistent. Are, are, are umpires going to miss a call once in a while? Yes. They're human beings. They're going to miss a call. But, but you don't want to have – and again, it, let, let's say an umpire is setting up uh, – over the right shoulder of a of a catcher, mm-hmm. and he might miss an inside pitch because of that. Okay, well, he ain't going to change. He's not going to change where he sets up. So as a hitter and a pitcher, you got to understand that, and that's part of it too. You cannot be stubborn. You can't keep saying that's a strike. Well, it's not because the umpire has the final word. So I hear yeah, what you're saying, and I don't disagree, but I think there's also going to have to be some where, okay, this is what it is today. i got to adjust to it. Correct. All right, Steve-O. Take care, buddy. Appreciate you, later, Tony. Man. Thank you for your call. John, welcome to Sports Scene. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. A couple of topics you're, you're talking about real quick. Uh, yesterday, you, you kind of like a point where first couple of innings, you weren't getting a strike, and then I think the one inning, I believe, that Cags uh, – you know, got him down one, two, three real quick with like nine pitches. And all of a sudden, the, I think either you or Jeff said something about, well, I didn't know that was a strike. And then all of a sudden it was a strike. I, I think you said it, right? Remember the inning, I believe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just seems that like, you know, that's the inconsistency, you know, that we talk about. Yeah, it was great that we got it. But, uh, you know, for not getting it early, I mean, I mean, the consistency is, is down the road. I mean, are we really going to expect to get that? But anyway, that's, you know, one on the bridge, but uh, you're talking about teams, you know, like the Bruins. I mean, what about the Dodgers last year? They I think they had 112 wins, and they got bounced. So, I mean, I think it's, I don't think it's a fa- like you said, I don't think it's a fair of a, se- of a regular season, but it is disappointing that you do, you don't move on. So, uh, uh, that that's where Mateos and that, and then finally, uh, I normally like to go out the games, but uh, yesterday was a beautiful day. I got to go out and and. Uh, do some yard work, and I turn you guys on, and that's that's the best beauty about listening on the radio that you guys paint a picture. So I just wanted to give you and Jeff kudos for yesterday's game. Well, I appreciate that, and baseball does is probably the sport that lends itself, you know, on radio to that. You know, yep. headset on, raking leaves, you know, mowing the grass, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, yeah, so pretty good. I thank you, man. Have, have a good day. Okay, thank you, John. Appreciate that. Um, okay, some emails here to uh, pass along here. BB says, I think fans need to enjoy the journey. Somehow it's getting lost. Saints draft, pretty satisfied with it. Glad they got the TCU running back and the Fresno State quarterback. One wish would have been signing Hooker. I will always wonder if Hooker had fallen past 68-71 to 71 with the Saints, Saints have selected him, if they ever considered trading up a short way to get him. With baseball, now that you have a lot of eyes on information, what grade would you give the Gator baseball team? What things do you think Kevin wants to improve on heading into a few remaining games and potential regional and super regional? I would give Florida a B plus. Um, I, I mean, hitting has been their strength all year long, uh, but pitching's been up and down. I think that's got to get a little bit better. I mean, certainly Sprout was really good, um, but then Missouri scored seven runs, you know, in back-to-back games, and Missouri's not exactly an offensive juggernaut. So I think, you know, some of the starting pitching has got to get better and some of the relief pitching has still got to get better because in a short 
series, you don't get a chance to recover. It's it's do or die, and that's, again, playoff sports where that happens. D, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, what's going on, Steve? Uh, I want to hit on your the topic. Uh, I missed last week with Giannis, but uh, just getting on him, um, I, I didn't buy it one bit, Steve. I like Giannis, but, man, come on. Uh, you know, if LeBron James, Kevin Durant, you know, Steph Curry would have said what he said, they would have been – they would have still been talking about it today, and that's been over a week. So, uh, you know, you're the number one seed. Uh, and two weeks earlier, doing fan appreciation, Steve, he was he was hitting his hand like on his uh, finger, like yeah, we're going for number two. Uh, you just didn't lose, Steve. You, you got beat down. Uh, you lost in five games to an eight seed. So, uh, with 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 uh, with the number one seed comes great expectations, and you were the favorite uh, to win the championship. And the same goes for the Bruins, Steve. Uh, these people are going to learn, man. The regular season is just about entertainment and seeding. Because all I heard during the season with the NBA, Steve, especially with Golden State, they've only won of the 41 road They've only won 11 road games. They can't win on the road. What are they do in this series, Steve? They won two games on the road, including a game seven against an upstart team. So it's all about matchups. It's all about who's done it, who's proven. But all this nonsense about i know these people have a job to do and they pay them a lot of money to analyze but it's just too much emphasis on the regular season because you don't know whether it's injury whether it's performance whatever but like i said man it usually it's all about the matchups and uh you know in the bruins case i just think at 3-1 man they they let the panthers get uh win game five and then the panthers are like we're not afraid and then they won game six and then all the pressure was on Boston last night, and they crumbled. Let me. The only thing about Giannis that I would disagree with you on, <clears throat> I guess it's the word failure. Okay, that's what he was specifically asked about. Is this season a failure? Yes, it is. Well, see, I don't agree with that. If you're the Why Boston not? Bruins, you you set a record that nobody else, no other team has done. That's not a failure. That's not a failure. Yeah, but Steve, we all, we all knew, everyone in Boston knew. They're like, great, this is all great. But now you've got to capitalize and turn that into a championship and then not get out of the first round. It's a complete failure. No. There's no one giving bouquets it, it's a, the it's, President's Cup or anything. Well, but that's, and that's, if that's the case, then, then I don't want to have anything to do with sports. Nothing. Because if you're telling me an entire season boils down to 20 games, or whatever the hell it is, okay, then why are we watching anything? Why, why would we root for anybody or anything in a regular season? Because it doesn't matter. Steve, the two examples we're talking about are the two number one seeds. I understand in that. The NBA, and they were heavily favored. I understand that. I understand this that. Isn't Sacramento or some other upstart team. These were two proven teams that had the best records, and they went out in a. And so they went out sad, man. So I, again, it's a no. In L, if Boston, LA, if they had those, those kind of regular seasons and they didn't capitalize on it, they, it would be a failure. Okay, we will disagree on that one. Yep, because okay, D, thank you. Because if that's if that's what you're going to tell me, okay, then. Then erase what the Bruins just did. Then don't even keep don't even keep a regular season statistic. Don't keep any of them. 
Because what you're telling me then is all that matters is the postseason. So what the Bruins did shouldn't even be recognized. It was a failure. I'm sorry, I got a problem with that. Because you're telling me the entire season was a failure because of that. Was it a failure to not advance in the playoffs? Yes. Was it disappointing? Yes. Is it crushing? Yes. But to tell me the entire season was a failure because of this, I'm sorry, I don't buy that. One uh, twelve thirty one time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time. But it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime, and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Dry your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clear Sound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the Internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You know our partners, TireRack.com. You know, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, tire decision guide. They test the tires. They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Yeah, those guys. You want a quiet tire with great traction, comfortable ride. Use their results to make an informed choice. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of General Tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See for yourself. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard, that's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. 
No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see sunny skies this afternoon with highs getting into the upper 70s and low 80s. It will be breezy, though. Winds will at times be gusty, upwards of 30 to 35 miles per hour. Sustained winds could be between 20 and 25 miles per hour. This week will likely last much of the evening hours before gradually tapering off later tonight. Lows fall to around 60 tomorrow. Continue warm and breezy weather. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. If I happen to be in an area where there was any type of bear mm-hmm. at all, and you were with me, Max, and, and something was going on, yeah. I would try to help. I think if I had like a bat or something, yeah, you, you try what you can. Something that could spook them. But that's why I don't do stuff like that. Why right. don't even, I'm not even putting myself in an area where there's a bear. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Again, I'm going to use the word failure versus disappointment. Perfect example. If Gator Baseball wins an SEC championship and gets beat in the regional, is the season a failure? They won an SEC. They, they get a ring for that. Disappointing? Yes. I guess that, that's it's semantic to me. But I'll get your thoughts. Uh, Mike is first. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, I'm a, a kind of a, a very minor casual hockey fan. I watch it in the Olympics, and um, if I can go to a game, I'd love to see it in person, but I don't understand everything about hockey, just like I don't understand everything about soccer. You know, it's, it's kind of doesn't – I don't have a great interest in it. But I understand what you're saying because you, know, you relate it to the 95 95- – Florida football season, first time, undefeated regular season, great accomplishment. But then you know what happened against Nebraska, and that was a big disappointment. But we built on that and made you know better year the next year. And I I think that, I mean that's the way I look at it. You got to look for the good, you know, to keep from crying your eyes out all the time about your your sports team that you're a fan of or anything else. Well, a little bit different, though, <clears throat> in that, you know, Florida went into that with a chance to win a championship. And right. disappointing. It, it, it wasn't like they had to play a bunch of series, you know, to get there. And we also have hindsight because we, all, we, we know what Florida did, you know, rebounding from the loss the next year. But I would throw the same question out. You know, if we didn't know anything past 1995, would anybody consider that year to be a failure because they didn't win it? And I, I would hope the answer would be no. To your, to, disappointing, yes. Crushing, even, yes, but not a failure. Uh, yeah, at the time, 
with at the end of that last game against Nebraska, I was thinking, oh, we, this is terrible. You know, the worst thing that ever happened, we failed. It failed. And I started thinking about it to me a couple of months. I go, you know, we just had our first undefeated season. You know, that's that's pretty special. Or You know, there's, so I was proud of that. And then, you know, I feel like the same way with a with a hockey team, you know, and they, they had a chance to win a championship, but they lost earlier. And then Florida really lost that game earlier than the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you, I guess you can look at it different ways, but um, like I said, I, I love to go watch hockey in person when I get a chance. It's, it's a fun thing to do. I just don't understand it as much as maybe I need to go sit with a bunch of hockey fans and let them teach me the game while we're watching uh, maybe, you know, but I, I grew up down here and we didn't have hockey. So. All right. Okay. All Mike, right, I appreciate buddy. your Thank call. You. Thank you. Sam says he's a Cavs fan. Cavs make the playoffs post LeBron. Sally get beaten the first round. Young players and young coach, I would say a failure. The Kings take the defending champs to seven games. Young players, but more experienced coach, I would say success. It's all about perspective. I don't see any difference there. I, I see no difference. Both teams had not made the playoffs for a while. It's just like, let, let me just say something to you. In my opinion, the best time to be a fan, there's two. One, when you've won it all. Right? You're on top of the world. We are the champions. Right? You're on top of the world. The other is when you're like where the Knicks are right now, my Knicks, okay? They haven't been in the playoffs in like, what, 75 years, okay? So New York, even though they got beat by the Heat yesterday, the Knicks won a playoff round. I'm telling you, New York is giddy because the Knicks made the playoffs and they won a first-round matchup. The fan base is excited now. I promise you, if the same thing happens the next couple of years, they won't be. Well, we can't get past the first round. We, we, we suck. That, that, that's just how it is. It, the best time to be a fan is when you won everything or you're, you, you've been terrible like the Kings and the Knicks, and then now you, you've made it to the playoffs. You don't think those fans in Sacramento were geeked to be in the playoffs? You bet they were. I don't think anybody in Sacramento, again, disappointed they didn't move on, but you you don't think they would say this was a, a good season for my team? I think they would. Chris, hello. Hey, Steve. I don't know if you heard Giannis talk about this in the post yes, the other day. Yes, I did. Yeah, the, the reporter asked him, like, is didn't want a Pulitzer? Um, and, I, and I thought that was a brilliant response. And, and I do think we've put way too much emphasis on championships. It's partly the fans. It's partly the media. I mean, it's just partly, like, how we keep score of things. I mean, do you remember how many regular season wins the Bulls had in 97? No, not off the top of your head. But how many rings does Michael have? He has six. I mean, that's what's in the record book, and that's what we remember. And, honestly, the NBA has gotten real bad about these hyperbolic narrative crafting. Um, you know, I watched some of that Knicks Heat game, and the announcers have gotten so awful. Like, every single playoff game I watched this weekend, it was, 
Oh, Josh Hart, he's the best to ever do it. Jalen Brunson, nobody better than this guy. I mean, we're we're so we're so much prisoners of the moment, and these guys have figured out that their legacy is marked by championships, and so that's why load management has come into play because they're like, no one's going to care about what I do during the regular season, but in the record books, if I can save my legs, I might be able to win a title, and and I really would like to move back to sort of this Giannis narrative, which is let's enjoy the moment. Let's enjoy the game. Let's enjoy the regular season. Um, But part of it is just how we keep score. You know, we don't remember the regular season that the 95 Gators have. We remember getting trounced by Nebraska. That's what we, that's what that season is known for. That's just part of human nature and sports nature. But I think that season is remembered not for the loss but for the way the team bounced back and learned from that loss. Well, very very right. few Gave people context, lament but... the loss. They just they looked at Nebraska, Chris, and went, man, they were, they were good. I mean, that, Nebraska was really good. I, I agree. Like, if you – 96 gave us a, a breath of fresh air and it gave us context around it, but, like, bring up 95 Florida to any Gator fan, what's the first thing they say? It's Nebraska trouncing us. That's yes. what we remember. Yes. So, but, but the second anyway, thing is, the second thing is, it helped us win in 96. Right. But I, I just think that, like, this championship or bust narrative, it, it had, look, how do we remember uh, Charles Barkley? Guy never won a championship, right? Like, that's how we remember things. So I think that's where a lot of this is coming from is that, we just have put so much emphasis on whether you win one or not. You know, Marino, record breaker, right? Known for not winning a championship. So that's just how we remember things. Okay. Thanks, yep. Thank you. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. Tony, get right to you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. W-R-U-F. Friends, there's really fantastic work being done at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. They house at-risk young boys from difficult home environments, sustained by your donated vehicles, your unwanted vehicles, and just about any kind of vehicle. Boat, RV, car, truck, motorcycle, whatever it might be. These boys learn to turn troubled lives into futures full of promise, with real-life skills because they repair the vehicles and resell them. If you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Donations are tax-deductible, and it goes a long way towards helping these young boys turn their lives around. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Spring has sprung, and that means a whole new season of doing with Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. And by doing, we mean seeding and planting and growing. 
Start your spring right with savings on annuals, houseplants, and more. Shop 11-inch Vigoro Select Annual Hanging Baskets now on special buy for $12.88. April 27th to May 1st. Do your spring at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Product varies by store. When you order food for work on EasyCater.com, we've got your back. Real humans are here to help with your order every step of the way, making sure everything goes right, even behind the scenes without you knowing, confirming and double confirming with the restaurant that everything is on track. If there's a problem, thanks for calling EasyCater. Call us anytime, day or night, and we'll answer in seconds. We're right here with 100,000 restaurants, working hard to ensure the food arrives on time and is ordered. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon, you wish would never end. The homemade taste of Bluebell, and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. From the diamond to the dugout. We are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Drew says, do you see the video of the Georgia player, Jamal Jarrett, live streaming a draft party at a Georgia facility, making racially and uh, offensive epithets directed to the person announcing Atlanta's first-round pick? Yes, I did. Uh, in light of what happened to Marcus Stokes here, do you think he gets similar punishment, or do you think Georgia has more tolerance to racial bigotry? I don't know that Georgia has more tolerance to racial bigotry. I can't answer that. But this is what sometimes happens when you win and you win big. There's a sense of entitlement. There's a sense of I'm better than I can do what I, I can say what I want, do what I want. I'm not going to get punished. There's no word if he's going to be punished for what he said. Um, you can Google it and see what I'm talking about. But this hasn't exactly, I mean, granted, Georgia's done great on the field. But some of their off-the-field stuff with Carter, you know, the, the awful car accident and death involved with that, uh, it's, it's not been good. And I think it's fair to question the culture now at Georgia when, you know, winning has become, you know, whatever, and everybody, everything else seems to be secondary. That is sometimes what happens. Get to Tony. Hi, Tony. How you doing, Steve? Good. Good to hear you. I talk to NBA for once in a while, but uh, I actually called about the NFL draft. Um, 
I um, had a conversation with you guys back in September, you and Shane, and I, I promised you guys I was going to call back the week after the draft. And the conversation was based around Florida not having any talent. And, and Shane said, and said to, that the fact that he didn't see any NFL players on his team. Um, and I was just like totally against that because, you know, you could see the talent that was on Florida, especially after they played South Florida, South Florida that that we had more talent than some of the people were making sense of. Now, my question is, why do I think media look at production on the field as a base of talent versus maybe coaching the players not even getting as as producing as because the coach is not putting them in situations to produce? You're asking two different questions, in my opinion, Tony. The first one, I think, let me make sure I, I heard it right. Was it why do fans judge talent? What was the first one? Why, basically, why do fans judge talent based off just players' production? Could, what else are you going to judge it by as a fan? Well, I guess I, I don't I don't necessarily see um, a lot of times players' talent. You know what I'm saying? Talent is based off of people in, in how they're put, getting, getting put in the right position to make plays. And I think that's coaching. Um, well, let's let's not get year. carried away either with Florida here, okay? It isn't exactly like they had Georgia talent that was being drafted very highly. AR, I hope, does great. And he's a first-rounder and will forever be a first-round draft choice. But does anybody believe he's a sure thing to – Warrant that. Not that anybody is, but I mean, we all know the questions. Let's put surrounding him, okay? Dexter, mm -hmm. I can tell you that there was a mixed reaction to him based on some scouts I talked to because one scout said, I'd take him in a heartbeat because if I get him motivated, you know, he's going to be really good. And another scout said to me, I'm not sure I can motivate him. So, is there talent? Yes, but there was a mixture of that. And then, you know, it is. So, my point is were there some Gators drafted? Yes, but they weren't high, sure fire picks. However, the team that was beating, beating the Gators didn't have anybody drafted, you know, or uh, had, had few draft picks. So I think the talent that was playing on the field last year was either equal or better than most of the teams they lost to. Mm, maybe. But once again, why is that? Go back He's to a previous... Wrong. Wrong, in my opinion. Okay? I just got this today from Mark. And I got this in a different way because the other day, I just took the 2021 recruiting class, Tony, and read it off. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that that class might as well have gone in the bushes because it, there's, there's nothing left of it, okay? What was supposed to be Napier's first senior class, Mullen's 2019 recruiting class, had 24 commits. 14 transferred, eight before Napier arrived, Two didn't make it here. Of the six who transferred under Napier, 
five no longer in the program and no longer in the Power Five. So only one player was drafted from the 2019 class. Napier had one top 150 player from that class. And five of the players he was left were ranked outside the top 400. And I went over the other day about the 2021 class, which is completely non-existent here. So is there a pocket of talent here? Sure. But is it, you know, great talent? No. 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 Is it better than a 6-6 six and six talent? That's for somebody. We can, you can decide that. I can decide that. I don't know. And, and for example, Justin Shorter. Okay. Where was he drafted? Fifth round? I think. Right. Right. Okay. Fifth round draft choice in the NFL. How many receivers taken before him? Now, I don't know how many receivers from the SEC were taken before Justin Shorter. So was he good enough to be drafted? Yes. Was Ventrell Miller good enough to be drafted? And he had an injury issue too, but where was he drafted? Right? So that's part of it too. And we, we all know this. There's first-round guys, Tony, who don't ever pan out, and there's free agents who go to the Hall of Fame. So is part of it coaching? Is part of it where you get drafted? Is part of it who's coaching you? All that plays into effect, yes. And remember, the other thing is some of this talent you're talking about was coached by two different coaches and two different coaching staffs. So to lay it at one coaching staff's feet isn't isn't – accurate because it's two different coaching staffs oh yeah i'm not i'm definitely not saying i'm not bringing napier blaming napier for the you know i'm just saying that i i I have a problem with fans in in media always blaming players for not producing when sometimes if they're not put in the best situation if some of it needs to be on the coach and not all the players i i don't think there's any question of that i mean sometimes Players for a particular coach are put in the position and they don't really shine there, and then they're moved to a position by somebody else and they do great. I mean, that that's part of what coaching is. But I think anybody who's coached will tell you that it's easier to coach when you have talent than when you don't. Exactly. I mean, look, look at Georgia. I, I'm not taking any from Kirby Smart. But look, look how many look how many draft first and second round draft choices Georgia's had. And you think there's a correlation to winning with that with that talent? Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate you, Tony. Thank you for your call. Uh, let's see here. Richard says the St. Louis Cardinals off to their worst start since 1907 team with the most World Series wins other than the Yankees, Dizzy Dean, Stan Musial, Bob Gibson must be freaking out. No Pujols, no Yachty, not to mention Harrison Bader. No team. No franchise. Stays on top forever. It's a testament to what the Cardinals have done. But, yeah, they're off to a bad start. The Yankees are off to a bad start. They're freaking out in New York right now because they're off to a bad start. Uh, let's see here. William? I don't think anybody's saying gymnastics had a bad year. I didn't say that either. 
However, Jenny Rollins had maybe the best gymnast of all time here for five years, two years worth of an all-time great, long mixed with a great roster. One could make the argument she's had the most talented roster over the last five-year period of anybody in the country, but no national titles to show for it, and therefore underachieved. What I don't know, William, I don't know about Oklahoma's roster, but one of two things is happening to me with that when you make that comparison. Is Jenny Rowland being outcoached? And is the overall talent deeper than what Florida's is? Because remember, we're talking an eyelash here, an eyelash. And he says nobody wants her fired or anything like that, but you can underachieve and finish second in back-to-back years. That indeed is possible for both to be true. I don't agree with that. Because the only way, the only measuring stick you're saying of underachieving is winning a national championship. In that case, everybody but one team underachieves. Again, if that's it, I don't want to coach. Get me the hell out of coaching. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. UF-Gainesville-U251-CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time. But it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. (laughs) I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. (laughs) I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. 
What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Man, we had a good first hour. And I hope we're going to have a good second hour today as well. Talking about a fascinating subject to me. And that is what you as a fan would consider to be a failure. In sports, this all started when the Bucks got beat, and Giannis was asked if the season was a failure. Well, now we have the Boston Bruins. Record-setting season, they get bounced. Is their season? Now, look, look. Is it a disappointment? Of course it is. That, but that's not the word I used. Failure is the season, is the word I used for the season. Okay? And let me ask this question. When it comes to um, expectation, Kevin says, if the Gator baseball team doesn't make it to Omaha this year, given the talent, will it be a failure? Let me throw this out. You have the possibility the possibility of having the Friday and Saturday pitchers being first-round draft choices. You have the possibility of Wyatt Langford being a first-round draft choice. So let's just say that that happens. You would have three first-rounders on this team. So if you look at it that way and say, would it be a disapp- or would it be a failure? Okay. But what's interesting to me now is the Gators had a first rounder at quarterback this year. First rounder. NFL first round player at quarterback. Was there a season of failure? Because of that? Just saying. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Tony says, hope the Rangers win tonight. Great weekend for baseball. Big momentum game tomorrow night with FSU before going to Texas A&M. Bernard is here. Hi, Bernard. Hey, Steve. A couple of things I want to ask you about. Uh, first, I'll say about this. Uh, failure. I don't know about failure. I think sometimes, you know, you ask that black and white question and there may be a gray area. Like for me, I think that with, and someone may have emailed you, I think that the women's gymnastic team at the University of Florida, I don't consider them a disappointment, I'm sorry, a failure, but I consider them to be a disappointment when you consider that uh, the young lady Thomas, or I can't 
Trinity won all those awards. My thing is, at least for five years, I'd like to have at least one national championship to show for it, Steve. I'm not saying you should win every year, but when you're going to the finals, the final four, and you're slipping on the balance beam, the honey parallel bar, to me that that's disappointment. And I think we we grade and evaluate. I'm a father of two girls. We we, we, we look at them different. My, my daughter's okay, baby. It'll be okay. We'll get them the next time and it's a little bit more difficult on our son. I'm, I assure you, Steve, if if uh, Billy Napier was going to the college football playoff every year and he didn't win it at some point, the first thing people would say, well, Billy can't win the big one. So I think it's a difference. But I want to ask you about two screen sports, Steve. With, we have two power pitchers coming in on the softball team mm-hmm. uh, next year. Do Will we be returning enough offense? Uh, are we going to lose a lot of the offense? And the second question, the, the trike program, Fambule, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Is he not on the team? I know he won the 100 and the 200, but I haven't. I, when I read about UF trike, I don't see Fambule. So I, I don't know what's going on with him on the trike team. I do not either. Um, so I'll tell you that right off the top. Uh, as far as softball, I don't have a roster in front of me. I can't tell you, you know, who's going to come back and who's not. Um, I do know, however, um, that you mentioned those two pitchers that, and, and once again, right, I think the expectation is because they were really good in high school that they just waltz in here and dominate, and we don't know that. So, but I mean, on paper, yes. Uh, Eccles, I know, Charlotte is a grad student, uh, so I don't think she comes back. Um, Hightower won't be back, I don't think. Uh, Kinsley Gells, I don't think, comes back. Other than uh, Egan is is a grad, I believe. I think there's a couple of seniors who I think could come back if they chose to. So those are the ones top of my head. Now, if somebody's a really big softball person can correct me, but I believe I'm right. Okay, well, all right. Uh, you know, I think sometimes you, you hit on a good word, Steve. I think that the, the, sometimes it all depends. You temper expectation, and I think when you – the expectation is a word that probably go hand-in-hand hand with – of failure and, and, and uh, disappointment. I think a lot of times, you know, when your hopes up high, when they come crashing down, it can be either disappointment or uh, or failure. You know? So your, your history, you know, with, if you won it the last year, you recently, then maybe that's not failure. It can be disappointment. Steve, you have a great day. Yep, thank, thank you, Bernard. Skylar Wallace is going to be back, though. I do know that. Uh, Rob, hello. Hey, Steve. Good to be with you. I've been with you. I just haven't been able to call. Um, I, I look at it the way, you know, Michael Jordan looked at failure. He, he, it, it was a burning inside him that he said, you know, maybe I failed, but he learned from his failure and it turned it into the best player that's ever played the game. I mean, you can look at it like that or you can look at it like the Buffalo Bills who went to the Super Bowl four straight years and didn't win a Super Bowl. I mean, to me, that's failure. You had four shots at it and didn't win it. I mean, 
granted, you made the playoffs with Rooney and all those coaches that, you know, that are good coaches that, you know, if you make the playoffs, I, I consider it um, you've done, you've reached your goal. But to, to achieve the ultimate, you, you, you failed at that. But, you know, there's a lot of examples. This year, the 49ers lost their quarterback um, in the third week, and they brought in a rookie, and he ran the table. I mean, he was outstanding, and they decked him. The Eagles decked him in the NFC Championship game. To me, that's not a failure. That was great success. So hopefully that young man can recover from his elbow surgery. And, um, you know, that's, that, that's a successful season, don't you think, Steve? Coming and losing your quarterback and reaching the NFC Championship game. Sure it is. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. But the best the best way to look at it is everybody's going to win, everybody's going to lose. But do, when you lose, you learn from it. And here at Florida, we have a great coach. We have a great coaching staff. It wasn't Anthony. It was our defense. They were porous. And that's what we're going to have our eyeballs on. Can we stand up to these SEC offense like Lane Kiss? Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, Steven says, Florida baseball doesn't need to start sweeping people. Don't want to end up the number one seed in postseason. It never ends well in college baseball. Let LSU have it. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? I think there's something to that because there is a bit of added pressure when you are that. I mean, there's no doubt to me. Uh, Tommy says, James Ursay, owner of the Colts, implied AR could start the first game. He said he understands he has to develop, but he feels that's the best way for him to learn. He cited Peyton's first year was a struggle, too. Should he be pressured to learn on the job, or should he be given time to develop? Or say he's really high on him. It's a great question. I, I can't answer that. I don't. He says it's amazing he was picked so high in the draft. He had not much to write home about last year. Perhaps the talent really was lacking at UF. Tommy, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think... With a, with a kid like him, you, you want to put him and pigeonhole him. He's this or he wasn't this or he is that. The fact of the matter is he doesn't have a lot of experience playing the quarterback position. He's not played in that many games. That's why he's viewed as a boom or bust prospect by a lot of people. And if he starts right away... Is he going to make mistakes? Yeah, Peyton Manning made mistakes. And he turned out to be pretty good. I'm not comparing the two. But, you know, that's what coaches get paid for. And I don't think there's any rush to start him. But if the coaching staff feels he gives them the best chance to win, he should start. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, Steve, a great couple of last calls, and I'm not trying to agree or disagree, but uh, my opinion on this is, uh, Steve, I listened to – I'm stealing something from a guy. I think it off of your ESPN network, and, and he was saying that he had a son that ran track, and he's running against these all-star football players, and, you know, he had trouble winning. So he said he's running against his times. So you never fail. Sports is a weird thing. And why you shouldn't say failure, because like in golf, you might have – shot a seven under and came in second. But you never shot a seven under. So how did you fail? So sports is weird, and I'll say this to people about Giannis. How did you keep up with his stats? Did he have a bad year? Or was it Middleton and the uh, other guard that didn't play well? 
he could have been an all-star. So how does he know he failed? He had a good year. And lastly, if you can, the Jets draft, I know this is a lot of opinionated stuff, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, they drafted Ventrell Miller. A lot of people wondering why they wanted a linebacker, but some people grading it good. Your opinion and what you're hearing around the league on that, the Jets, and maybe the Florida teams, if you want to do that and hadn't done that, I haven't been listening to the whole show. Thanks, Steve. Go Gators. Byron, thank you. We'll do that at 1.30 because I'm going to have Brad Spielberg from Pro Football Focus here to talk about the draft. 114 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Roger, total package get to you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. To all my healthcare worker friends out there, it's a great thing to have my healthcare federal credit union behind you because they can help make your next family adventure a reality. They've got super low rates for new and used boats, campers, RVs, and more. Power sport vehicles, too. If you already own one, you can refinance it because their rates go as low as 5.99%. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is helping Florida healthcare workers and their families right here in Gainesville achieve their dreams. Visit, for more information, myhcfcu.org. It's the place I've done my banking for over 30 years. They treat you right. They're good people. They know their business. Once again, that's myhcfcu.org. The R-Town Favorite Awards is your chance to nominate and vote for your favorite local businesses, places, and people that make our area great. And voting is open now. Go to rtownfavorites.com and vote today in more than 230 local categories. From food and shopping to health and beauty, rtownfavorites.com. Voting is free, open to anyone, and lasts until May 14th. So tell us, who's your fave? Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. May is National Bike Month, so use your bike instead of your car or for a little bit of exercise. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox, we're making a change too. Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change anytime. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. You know our partners, TireRack.com, you know, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, tire decision guy. They test the tires. They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Yeah, those guys. You want a quiet tire with great traction, comfortable ride. Use their results to make an informed choice. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Goodyear tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See for yourself. 
TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard, that's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. When Jeff and I were doing the broadcast of the Gator baseball game yesterday, we noted the passing of Mike Shannon. Long-time St. Louis Cardinal broadcaster. He was 83 years old. I want you to hear this. He spent... 50 years in the Cardinals broadcast booth. 50. He played for the Cardinals. He was the regular right fielder in 64 when they won and beat the Yankees in the World Series. And then he moved to third base when the Cardinals acquired some dude named Roger Maris to play right field. And Shannon played third base, and the Cardinals won in 67 and lost the series in 68 to the Detroit Tigers. I can only tell you this from personal experience, and it's maybe because it's baseball. I'm not here to tell you that there aren't great basketball and football announcers because there are. But I can remember growing up and you know, as a Mets fan. Hello, I'm Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kinder. Welcome to Shea Stadium. We're that. The Yankees. Hello, everybody. I'm Mel Allen, along with Red, along with the redhead Red Baba. I mean, those were just, you, you listened to your teams and you listened to those broadcasters, and that's what Mike Shannon was in St. Louis. Roger, welcome to the show. Hey, there's uh, recent callers talk about winning a championship like every five years or something like that? Or did I misunderstand what he said? I have no idea what you're talking about, Roger. Well, a couple of callers ago, somebody was talking about the frequency with which, you know, we would expect to win national championships. I thought he said every five years or once every five years. Um, I must have misunderstood what he said. But because that standard would be absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you you can't find any college programs that win one every five years. That's you know, in the last hundred years, that would mean that somebody would have won twenty championships. Well, if you if you kept that up in a sustained fashion, correct. That that's not sustainable. No, it isn't. Um, I don't think that's exactly what was said. Um, but this whole thing, if you're late to the party here was what I mentioned early on because of what happened to the Bucks, what happened to the Boston Bruins, where you know some people have labeled their seasons as failures. 
So my question to throw out today was, you know, what constitutes that? You know, was it a failure? And I even had somebody say that, and again, failure versus disappointment. Big, big difference. But if Gator Baseball, for example, wins an SEC championship but loses in the first round and by hosting a regional, some will say that season is not good. And yet you win a ring for winning an SEC. So perspective. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I think part of part of what's going on, and this is relatively recent, I mean within the last probably twenty years or so, or at least that's the way it seems to me, that um people don't actually enjoy the games. You know, they're just worried about, you know, records and championships. I mean, you know, you can enjoy watching a team play and have an eight and three record or eight and four record. Uh, Roger, we lost you. But let me tell you something. He hit my topic for tomorrow. Right on the head with a sledgehammer. Because I agree with his premise 1,000%. If you listen to Mark Wise and me doing the basketball show, okay, there's nothing wrong in November when the season starts saying, hey, do you think the Gators will be in the NCAA tournament this year? Not a problem, right? We all speculate, right, beginning of the year, what teams are going to be good. But that's that's the end. You, you, it's almost like you want the season to start and then have it end and see where the team is. It's a journey. It's it, it's You enjoy the journey there. I don't think fans do that now. I think it's just... What's the end? What's the end result going to be? And then we can either whine about it, complain about it, or say we're great. And it's a shame that the journey isn't enjoyed as much anymore. That's going to be our topic for tomorrow. Total Package, hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing? All right. Um, the, first, the first thing i got to say is nobody, and I mean nobody, scores 16 on the Yankees. Except... The weekend, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. They only gave up 15. That's right, day. yeah. <laughs> so uh, as far as Jenny and the, and the gymnastics, it's, it's not a failure. It's not even a disappointment. It's a heartbreak is what I would call that one. Nobody in their right mind would think that the Gator gymnastics team to lose by that ridiculous fraction, um, you know, it would have been nice to win. I think everybody would have been really happy for Jenny and the girls, and Jenny's an amazing coach. So now, if you look at pro sports, I think I have a different take. Like, for example, if the Yankees had one of the best seasons, you know, and won 110 games and then they lost in the first round, that would be a failure to me. But I do agree with um, Chris when he called and said, you know, we judge every – Moreno had no championships. He's my favorite quarterback, so he's not listed as one of the greatest quarterbacks because well, he didn't have any championships. And that's, that's the problem with our society. It's just – one team wins and 48 don't, so they all were failures. Yeah, and I think I use that word specifically because I don't know 
that you can really use the word failure, right? You're a Yankee guy, so if you win 110 games and you lose in the first round of the playoffs, all right, all those wins went for nothing because we got bounced right. in the first round. All right. I don't know that to use the word failure, but I see it, okay? Just like the Bruins, right? They won all those games, set a record for the regular season, and to get beat in the first round, some will see that as a failure. I don't, but I kind of understand how some would. Right. And then on your Mets, so far this year, what would be your grade for them? The Mets? Incomplete. Correct. Incomplete. They're hurt. I mean, you, you lost Verlander, you lost Scherzer because of the the rosin thing, Carrasco. They've, I mean, their pitching's been just bludgeoned. So I would say incomplete at this point. So the Yankees have their their number two and number three starters haven't pitched all year. So okay, so I'm I would afraid, say they're incomplete too. But but I'm afraid, and I think I like Boone a lot. I think he's great. I think they play hard for him. But I think. He's going to be fired by the All-Star game as a scapegoat for Cashman, who I, I think a lot of Yankee fans would like him gone. Well, that could happen. I appreciate your total package. Thank you. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. We're going to talk about the NFL draft, wrap it up today. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joins us next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time, but it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime, and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss, whether it's affecting you or a loved one. Don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clear Sound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Get readier. In Florida, strengthening your home against hurricanes just makes sense. Don't miss the chance to save money while strengthening your house with the My Safe Florida Home Program. Make your home more resilient against storms and save yourself future financial stress. Get started today. Apply for a free home wind mitigation inspection at MySafeFLHome.com. That's MySafeFLHome.com. My Safe FL Home. Stronger homes, safer Florida. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. 
Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see sunny skies this afternoon with highs getting into the upper 70s and low 80s. It will be breezy though. Winds will at times be gusty, upwards of 30 to 35 miles per hour. Sustained winds could be between 20 and 25 miles per hour. This week will likely last much of the evening hours before gradually tapering off later tonight. Lows fall to around 60 tomorrow. Continue warm and crazy weather. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. It's tough to watch, but we've watched it before. Aaron Rodgers, Geno Smith. If I'm Will Levis, I gotta say to my agent, what the hell? Didn't we get any intel? Was there any chance that I was going to be taken in the first round? What happened? Did we get played? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier. You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, the final half hour of our show today, the NFL draft, now history. And after all the buildup, everybody goes and exhales, and we see what uh, who's done well, who hasn't, and part of that discussion is my next guest, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, who's been kind enough to join us here uh, several times over the last week to talk about all of this. Okay, Brad, let's get the Spielberger crystal ball out here. Who, in your view, did well in the draft? Yeah, I think a couple teams did really, really well. Uh, I think first and foremost, the rich got richer uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, to get Jalen Carter, you know, maybe the best prospect in the entire class, obviously got him for off-field reasons, but if he can get you know, his head on his shoulders and, and play like he did at Georgia, then they may have come away with, you know, the best player in the entire class. And then in the second, you know, pick in the first round, we saw people mocking Nolan Smith, the Georgia edge rusher, to the Eagles with that 10th overall pick. I actually had them on draft taking him 10th overall, and they get him all the way down at 30th. So, you know, a couple other good picks later on. Uh, they added the corner from Georgia. I guess they're just trying to recreate the Georgia defense uh, and Keely Ringo as well. But, you know, just their first round alone, uh, you know, was phenomenal. And then – couple others. Seattle Hawks, for my money, get the number one corner in Devin Witherspoon and the number one wide receiver in Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, in the first round. And last but not least, I think the Arizona Cardinals did really well from a pick standpoint and also just an asset management standpoint. So the top tackle in the class in Paris Johnson, a really good edge rusher in B.J. O'Jolari in the first two rounds. But most importantly, you trade down with the Houston Texans and get their first round pick and third round pick next year. I mean, that could be a top-five pick you're getting from Houston. Um, I think that's just great work from the new regime in Arizona. All right, let's go down the Florida teams. First, Jacksonville. Yeah, 
I think Jackson did pretty solid. I really did like their process as well. A lot of smart trades. You trade down twice in the first round and still get your target the entire time. Um, in Anton Harris in the tackle out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, we knew coming out coming into the draft, they obviously the, the suspension for Cam Robinson had just come out, so that was their position of need. But instead of panicking and trading up and, and being aggressive, they actually were patient, they were calm, and they still got their guy. So I think he's your starting right tackle in week one. I think Walker Little probably your starting left tackle in week one. Um, you know, the rest of the draft, it's interesting selections, guys that, you know, consensus were a bit lower on, but we'll wait and see. But, but I think just at the outset, um, in the first round, did very well. You know, the Dolphins kind of intrigued me because they lost their first round pick because of, you know, tampering with Brady. But I, I don't know about, did they have other needs besides corner there? You know, I do think, thinking long-term, obviously, you know, you see Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, you say, it's, we really need corner. But both of those guys are around 30 years old. Uh, and the slot, obviously, you take Noah Ibnogany in the first round a couple of years ago, just never works. And you could not have him be your slot corner uh, this year. So I think Kim Smith's a really good player. He was a guy that, frankly, a lot of people thought could go in the first round of this class. Um, I totally get it, but I think for them more what it was about was, look, we don't have a first-round pick. We're picking later. Let's, yeah, maybe the positions aren't our biggest needs, but the players, you know, at offensive line, I think there was no good players left, if that's kind of what you're thinking. Um, you know, if you wanted to maybe add more defensive line, I think those players were kind of gone as well. Um, so what they did is just took the best players available at positions that maybe aren't glaring 2023 needs, uh, but, but I think are long-term needs for this roster. I thought Tampa's draft was pretty solid. Do you feel that way? Absolutely. So I like taking Kalaja Kansi in the first round. You know, fell because of his short arms, and obviously the teams do care a lot about that. But the most productive pass rusher on the interior in all of college football by a country mile, frankly, last year. Um, And then I really do like the selection of Yaya Diaby, a guy that I think Buccaneers fans need to get familiar with. I was way higher in him than consensus. Uh, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I, you know, I thought he was kind of going to get taken in that range. He was probably the 125th or 130th consensus player. Um, ends up going 80th, which I thought you know he, he belonged there more. He is a freakish athlete. Kind of plays with his, with his hair on fire a bit. Probably needs to get you know his game to be refined a little. Um, but I trust the Buccaneers staff to do that. So yeah, their defensive line got a lot better in my opinion. Let's flip this around, Brad. Uh, were there drafts you didn't like? Yeah. So. You know, the Detroit Lions, uh, you know, I'm a fan of the players they took in the first round, like fun players, guys that I think will be productive. But, you know, to take Jameer Gibbs at 12th overall, I think both sides of the trenches, from my opinion, Detroit could have gotten better. You could have taken a defensive lineman, could have taken an offensive lineman. Um, and you go ahead and take, you know, a really special fun player, but a predominantly pass-catching back is just not good value at 12th overall. And then Jack Campbell, you know, he was the best linebacker in this class, no question about it. Um, but, again, a guy that was a consensus second-rounder, and you take him 18th overall. So, just not a huge fan of what Detroit did early on. They think they did do well, you know, getting Brian Branch, the, the corner safety from Alabama in the second round, um, but just had a huge opportunity to really kind of separate themselves with a good first round, I just don't think they did it. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus, joining us here as he recaps the 2023 uh, NFL draft. I, I saw the Colts owner, uh, Ursay, say that maybe Anthony Richardson could be the starter right out of the gate. That surprised me a little bit. Did it you? 
You know, I think in this league now, more and more, teams want to get these guys reps and, and get them experience as early as possible. And, of course, maybe it sounds a little scary for a guy with 13 college starts to now be the week one starter in Indianapolis, especially because Gardner Minshew is a very solid backup or, you know, bridge starter potentially for the first month or so of the season. I think he's really just saying that to say, hey, look, if he's phenomenal in camp, if he comes along, I've heard he's very smart and did well up on the whiteboard, walking through plays and you know, identifying coverages and, and all those things. So I think that aspect is usually more of a challenge than, than, the, than the physical side. Uh, we know he's obviously a physical specimen, but, but he also is apparently a very, very sharp player. So it really wouldn't surprise me. But if I had to guess, I think you are going to see Gardner Minshew get a couple starts, and then they'll transition over to Anthony Richardson. All right, last couple of things here. I want to talk a little bit um, about the draft process because a lot of people look at a, at, a, at a team that does this and whatever, but then free agents happen, and you don't hear as much about them. Are there teams that are better at – identifying free agents that make their teams than others. Yeah, no, definitely. There's no question about it. I think the big thing there is the teams that are patient and don't go chase the top players available and, and spend the big money on, on certain players. Look, obviously those guys are going to make the team. They're going to contribute right away. But I think sometimes what teams do is they think they have a need and they have to address it. And, and so they kind of ignore some red flags or, or ignore, you know, maybe not a good scheme fit or, or, or things like that because they just want to add talent, um, you know, regardless of other factors. Where the other teams that are kind of sit back are more patient. And the Baltimore Ravens are certainly a team that falls into that category. Um, you know, the New England, New England Patriots usually historically have been good about that. They've kind of been aggressive in recent years and it hasn't gone very well, frankly. Um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they almost never sign free agents, but they, you know, probably one or two in offseason. But if you look at a pound-for-pound basis of what they get out of those signings, um, it's really, really phenomenal work. What they do, you know, they just they just don't make splashes. They just add, you know, whether it's good, solid mid-tier players or depth pieces, but they know what they're adding, and they know how they actually fit into their, you know, their system. Brad, I hope I ask uh, this question correctly, and if I don't, just say, hey, repeat it or something. Um, when you look at uh, – how teams draft, what they go through to do it. As I mentioned, some do it a little bit better than others. But from a league-wide perspective, running backs seem to be devalued now, even though quarterbacks are running more than ever. Why are running backs not considered, in most cases, to be first-round type guys anymore when a few years ago they were? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's tied to a lot of data. So the first point really is, you know, not every running back is replaceable. There obviously are very good players that do things that others can't. But the scheme that is run on offense and the talent of the offensive line has more control over running back production than any other position, right? They, they are so dependent on the players around them. You can put the best running back in the NFL behind a really bad offensive line with a bad head coach. He's not going to do that well. And, or you could put a sixth, seventh-round running back in San Francisco like they've done five times now in the last couple of years behind Kyle Shanahan's offense with, with a good offensive line, and the guy's going to average five yards a carry. So it's just it, their production is so dependent on other players that, you know, when you say, oh, yeah, we added this running back to fix our run game, that's not actually how it works. And it's, that's, that's point A. Point B is just, frankly, when you're using an early-round asset 
You want a guy that can, in theory, be there for a long time, a guy that you want to extend to a second contract and keep in the fold. It's the opportunity cost, right, where rookie, you know, running back second contracts don't, do not work out. They, they, they frankly do not work out. It is a, it is a year position. At best case, you know, some guys will last a little bit longer than that. Um, you know, and so if you're passing up on, you know, a tackle or an edge rusher or a corner or things like that, guys that can, you know, play for 10, 15 years in theory um, at a high level, at a lot of value, um, it's just the opportunity cost is just not good uh, to, to spend on that position. Great stuff. And as always, ask you, Brad, where can people see your work? Yeah, so you can see me on, on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad and all of our coverage. Uh, we actually put out our, our big post-draft grading every draft class and grading every free agency class. You get to grade the entire offseason uh, over on PFF.com. Always appreciate you, Brad. Thanks for coming on with us. Yes, thank you. You got it. Does a great job. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. If I said to – speaking – okay, I have talked to you about disappointments, right, or failure today. How many of you – and I understand, let's see. Uh, okay, guys, you guys are good at math, right? If I gave you 20 games – divided by 160, that's what, an eighth of the season? Something like that? Okay, right? Am I good math? I'm a broadcaster, not a math guy. But if I said to anybody out there, before the season starts, the first two teams to 20 victories in Major League Baseball would be the Tampa Bay Rays and the Pittsburgh Pirates, you'd have thought somebody was going in the loony bin. Guess what? They're the first two. They're the first two. Amazing. By the way, the Braves are playing the Mets today, and already the Mets are losing. Three to one. Um, by the way, they're, they're, there's a graphic they're putting up here. 759 uh, stolen base attempts. The Major League batting average is 247. It was 231 prior to May of last year. So batting average is up, stolen bases are up, and game times are shorter. Like them or not, the new rules are doing okay. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimar Hall. The campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Woo-hoo! Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, KBB.com. 
I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is all conversation-based, so it gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. You'll really see a difference in how you can speak and how conversational you can be in just a few weeks. Babbel isn't just lessons. You can listen to podcasts, play games, watch videos. You can even take live online classes with a language teacher. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. The lessons online and in the app make it easy to learn from pretty much anywhere. University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. First baseball to be played. Well, who's on first? Yeah. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I'm asking you. Every Wednesday morning at 11, we invite you to join the radio team of former Gators pitcher Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell as the International Diamond Center is proud to bring you On Deck. Our baseball radio play-by-play battery will analyze and evaluate the latest with the Gators, SEC, and everything taking place in college baseball. Rotations and Mr. Rawlings are always front and center. Last season, I led this club in ninth-inning doubles in the month of August. On Deck, presented by the International Diamond Center, with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell, Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Team with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98, 1FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Really good topics today, and I'm going to do tomorrow. Do you think now that you don't enjoy a season? as much as you used to because it's all about the end. Peyton says the Montreal Canadiens have multiple banners hanging in their rafters, but they're only for Stanley Cups and retired numbers. If they don't win at all, no banner. Well, that's for anybody, I, I guess, right? Now, I mean, do, do some places have you know, Stanley Cup finalist or whatever, maybe. Moneyball's Billy Bean said, no one cares how many wins you have if you lose the last game of the playoffs. I agree with that in the short term. I disagree with it in the long term. Look, if all you want to put in your rafters, whatever team you are, is the championships you've won, that's fine. But does it make your other seasons obsolete or 
because uh, I, I just don't buy that. All the, all the sports I have seen does not revolve around always winning. And again, the Canadiens have a proud tradition, obviously, in hockey. And if you go to Florida, right, how come there's NIT banners up? Well, some schools do that. Some schools don't. Which means then that a lot of schools, the majority of schools, wouldn't have very many banners up. Because only the Kentuckys and the Kansases and the Dukes, you know, win multiple, multiple championships. Daniel, hello. Hey, Steve, this is Dan. How are you doing? Okay. Steve, I'm, I'm a Rays fan, but um, uh, I'm not downing them. But uh, did you happen to catch the end of the game yesterday? I did not. Okay. Um, you know, they gave up seven runs in the bottom of the ninth inning including a, a three-run walk-off walk homer, uh, which was the announcers were just absolutely dumbfounded. They were uh, completely astonished at what had happened to the lowly, you know, against the lowly White Sox. But um, as Yogi said, it ain't over, right? Yeah, and, and again, you're taking one game yeah. of – the great start that they've had. Exactly. That's going to happen once in a while. Exactly. But the, and the thing that's, that's surprising is uh, on May 1st, uh, after they went 22 and 6 in the month of April, uh, and the, all the things that they did and consecutive games with home runs and the 14 in a row and all that stuff, there's still three and a half games ahead of Baltimore. I mean, for all they did, you can make that up in a weekend, you know what I'm saying? Yes, but uh, are you, is it half full or half empty? Or half empty yeah. You know, one can say the Orioles are playing way above their head yeah. and this won't last. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, you think their fans today care what's going to happen in game 50? They're 20 and 9. The Pirates are never 20 and 9. And it's, guess where they're going to start playing Tuesday night? I don't know the schedule. They're in Tampa Bay. Okay. Well, that's good. Thursday, Friday. I mean, sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, the Braves are supposed to be where they are, right? Yeah. And, you know, some of the other teams are too. But it's great for sports to see the Orioles, to see the Texas Rangers, uh, to see the Pirates do what the, the Diamondbacks do what they're doing. It's a 30-game sample size, but that's great. It's great for the sport. But switching uh, subjects here about failure versus disappointment, um, I always think back to the 2012 Gator baseball team. Uh, let me ask you a question. When you win a Super Regional and you go to Omaha, you get hardware for that, for winning the Super? Not hardware, I don't think, no. Because that season, you know, the, the the year before they had lost the College World Series to South Carolina, and then, um, you know, they went up to Columbia in March and they took two out of three, and then uh, they actually uh, beat South Carolina uh, in the SEC tournament. 
So you're thinking, well, you know, they got it going on now. But that year, they didn't even win the division. Uh, South, South Carolina won the division, and they didn't even win the SEC tournament. So they went to Omaha, but they lost in two games, right? I don't remember. Well, they did. I mean, they lost to South Carolina after they had – you think they would had uh, gotten the monkey off their back after, you know, beating them. Okay, what's the, what's the point you're trying to make in all well, of this? Well, my point is, it was is that a disappointment or is that a failure? Because they, they went to Omaha, but they were out in two games. They lost to, uh, to Kent State in the second game. Anytime you go to Omaha is, is a great accomplishment. So I mean, it's, if, it's a disappointment if you yeah. don't win, but it sure as heck isn't a failure. Yeah, but but I mean, still they, there is there's no hardware for that that season. I mean, but does that matter? Of course, it doesn't matter. You're going to Omaha. You're one of the top eight teams in the country. Mm-hmm. How is that bad? Well, I'm not saying it's bad, but you know, that was to me that was a huge disappointment. Okay, uh, disappointment. Yeah, if you get there, I don't care who you are. If you're one of the eight teams there and you don't win it, it's a disappointment for everybody. That goes without saying. But because you think you can because you're there. But to say it's a failure because you don't, it's crazy. But some people would, would still think that that would be uh, a failure. Maybe so. All right, Daniel, thank you for your call. Get to John here. Hi, John. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. Uh, you were talking about the praise earlier, and I wanted to ask you, uh, with Spencer Strider's start, do you think it's too early to name him as like the front runner for the NL Cy Young? Yes. Anything now in you know the first day of May? Uh, I mean, look. Sometimes writers and you know all people like that have to write a column or a story to say. You know, he's the front runner, but we played 30 games out of 160-something. I'm not sure what the math is of that. So, no, I, I don't I – don't, I think it. I think when you start looking at, you know, the all-star break, eh, okay. I think you can say if he duplicates the – but, I mean, after, after 20 or 30 games, I just don't see that. I see. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you for your call. Once again, if you did that, then the Pirates should win the World Series. It should be a Pirates Rays World Series because they both were the, they were the fastest to twenty wins. Well, that's I think I'm I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. It could, and wouldn't it be fun if it did? Because you would talk about total chaos if that happened, John is a very frequent emailer, and I love when he emails, and you must have a lot of time on your hands, John, because remember I told you that Mike Shannon was in the broadcast booth for 50 years? He spent almost five years broadcasting games because he assumed five hours per game total. That's a lot. And by the way, congratulations to Brandon Sprout. He is the SEC co-pitcher of the week. By the way, even though Sprout has a relatively high ERA, he's now 11-2 and two in his last 17 starts. 11-2. and two. Pretty good. 
Uh, so congratulations to him on that. And we're going to talk more about Hurston Waldrop tomorrow because he is now being made to change his pitching motion. I think this came from the series in South Carolina. I don't know that, but that's when it sort of cropped up. And if you heard Sully in the postgame Saturday talk about it, he said uh, he heard from the NCAA, he's got to get more clarity on it, but he's having to change his pitching motion. And sometimes that's easy, but as a former pitcher, I can tell you, sometimes it's not. So we'll delve a little more into that uh, tomorrow. And don't forget tomorrow, Gator Baseball plays Florida State. That's the makeup game that'll be in Jacksonville, and we'll have that tomorrow for you uh, at 5.55. Uh, tomorrow on the program, going to have an interesting conversation with one Vernell Brown. Uh, Vernell, of course, played for the Gators, uh, was on the Gator coaching staff, made the decision to leave the coaching staff to be part of the journey of Anthony Richardson. He will tell you why he chose to do that, what his role is, his thoughts on AR. That'll be coming out tomorrow uh, on the program. We look forward to that. And then Mike DiRocco, who covers the Jags, will give you his thoughts on the Jags draft and where the Jags are going to go from here. Can they replicate their season of a year ago? That's our show for today. Thanks to Elliot for producing it. Daniel for learning how to produce it. And uh, good calls and emails today. Once again, tomorrow on the show, think about this. Do you as a fan enjoy the journey of a season as much as you used to, or do you worry more about the outcome? See you tomorrow, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In the South, it's always college football season. And the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Great moments for a lot of kids over the weekend. Bad moment for one college head coach in particular. Chuck Oliver Show on a Monday. How is everyone? So happy to be back. We were with you on Friday following the first round of the NFL draft. And now the thing's completed. And for a lot of kids, time was that for any sort of notable money, getting drafted was, was when that started. And then agents started signing kids to representation contracts earlier, and they would get big chunks of money before the draft. But for a lot of kids, even in recent times, you get to the fifth or sixth rounders who didn't really have agents chasing them necessarily and that they were going to sign them to represent them, but there wasn't going to be a huge catch advance. Well, now you get to sign a contract and you get some money. So great moments for a lot of kids over the weekend. 
And if you were watching the draft on Friday night, um, interesting point because I don't know how many people actually caught this, and I want to make sure. Brian Branch, didn't he go in the second round to Detroit? He's the kid I'm talking about them. Dan, did you see this on Friday night? Brian Branch, he was in Kansas City. By the way, Kansas City. Well, and that would keep going. Great job. Maybe like just the presence of the NFL draft show means that you're going to have a great party. Kansas City pulled it off, man. So Brian Branch was in Kansas City for Thursday night. And you drafted. And he was back on Friday night, and the story that I, folks, I guess, were trying to miss, such a tough story, and he's so sad and embarrassing. He's like, I just got drafted. God bless the Detroit Lions. He went with the 14th pick in the second round. He was like, thank you, Detroit Lions. I'm ready to play football. He's like, I'm not embarrassed. I got drafted. I'm good. He chose that. He could have tucked tail. He could whatever. It's good for Brian Branch. And he's one of the guys, like, really good for Bryce Young. He was a 1-1. Good for Will Anderson. Good for Toa Toe. He's also, he's also going to Houston. So, but good for a lot of them. Everybody who got picked and if you got us a free agent contract, all that stuff. Great moments. A lot of kids. Bad moment for Deion Sanders. Deion, who, this is the, I'm a big fan of Deion. Like, it gives me an additional license. Okay, so now it's okay that I'm criticizing. No, it's okay that I'm criticizing because he screwed up. Because he's human and everybody screws up. Because as a member of the six and a half billion, you know, person, human race, Deion's just like everybody else in that regard. He's going to screw up. So over the weekend, in addition to all the players from Alabama, for instance, that I was just talking about, if you were still watching the draft, Saturday afternoon, late, 28th pick in the seventh round, Isaiah Bolden, cornerback, Jackson State University. The New England Patriots selected Isaiah Bolden, corner out of Jackson State. He was the only Jackson State player drafted. He was the only player from an HBCU drafted. Deion Sant, Coach Prime, I'm sorry, on Twitter. Coach Prime on Twitter right after the pick. Actually, it was a little Saturday night. It was after the draft had completed uh, a couple hours. Deion Sanders, former coach at Jackson State, who has now taken over the Colorado program. So proud of you. That was a typo, but so proud of you, Isaiah Bolden23. That's his Twitter. You deserve to be drafted much higher, but I'm truly proud of you. I know how much you want this. I'm ashamed of the 31 other NFL teams. Couldn't find draft value in all of the talented HBCU players. And we had three more draft-worthy players at JSU. Dion knows what draft-worthy means. Dion saw, he eyeballed those kids at JSU specifically. And he eyeballed a bunch of kids in HBCU over the past couple of seasons, or three seasons, I guess. Three, 20, 20, yeah. So Dion knows football. He can evaluate. And I have broken this down, though. Essentially, he said five, he made five statements.